Here. Great job, Dusty Dvoriak, and of course, our good buddy Danny Cannell. Uh, Kim Jones and company, superb on Friday. We'll take you home now uh, throughout the rest of the postseason, and then we will be here for a while and uh, do some good sports talk for you on the great Sirius XM. Lots to do here today. We got obviously plenty of NHL to get to, a little baseball to get to later, the NFL football schedule. You know how much I love that. We'll get to that in the course of the day. The great Howard Katz uh, will join us a little later on, get a little sense of the NFL schedule, which was released piecemeal Thursday uh, and then of course lots of discussion uh, piecemeal before Thursday then a release Thursday night lots of discussion on Friday we'll spend some time on out here too let's start the afternoon off uh, with what I was really looking forward to now listen the NHL playoffs we all know if you're just a sports fan the way the game plays and the unpredictability of it is always much better than the NBA but uh, last and le- yesterday is a perfect case in point but I really was looking forward to the NBA scenario there yesterday with the two games. I followed the games when I was in Ireland. The games were on in the middle of the night, uh, but I watched a couple of them uh, over the, the first weekend because the games were at 3.30 here, 8.30 there, and they were on television. So I saw Bucks celtics game three. I saw the second half of Phoenix-Dallas game four. Uh, so I was on top of it, and I was really, really happy that the— I thought the Celtics would win Friday night in game six. I thought they'd show their resolve after they blew the lead there in game five. Um, I thought Dallas would beat Phoenix in Game 6, too, though I wasn't as confident about that. Uh, but I was really hoping we'd have some Game 7s. I was disappointed. I didn't think Memphis would win a Game 6. I was hopeful that the uh, uh, that the Sixers would show up and win a Game 6 at home. They didn't. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, we got a couple of Game 7s, and I was really looking forward to it yesterday afternoon. Uh, obviously, when you don't have the sports, and then you're back and you have it, you know, you can't wait to put it on. And uh, I was woefully disappointed that Celtic Buck game I don't care what Breen says I don't care what anybody in America says that was an unwatchable and give the Celtics credit don't get me wrong I'm not diluting or trying to their win but that was a horrendous basketball game I cannot sit there for three hours and watch 88 threes combined being hoisted I I can't watch that I mean I understand the three-point shot we all know how important it is the Celtics shot 55 of them and I think the uh, Bucks with their continual futility shot 33 of them and I can't sit there and watch it I mean that was an unwatchable basketball game and again give Boston credit they were in little trouble early in the game I thought the big play of the game was the last sequence of the first half when the Bucks down two had the ball and it was stolen from Giannis who had a very bad game stolen from Giannis and the Giannis the Celtics and Marcus Smart hoisted up a shot he got fouled from half court made the three free throws and instead of being a game that at worst may have been even tied they were down five and you knew right from there that the Bucks, after a pretty good start in the game were in big trouble but the bigger issue for me is the game itself that was an un I mean listen I know a lot of fans especially the old guard fan and I'm sure we'll get to that later on too uh, you know they feel that they it's a different kind of sport different kind of game and I don't mind the three-point shooting but not when you shoot 55 of them I mean that was you know that that was up and down the court and just let's hoist threes and yes the Celtics made plenty of them 20 or so and they won and they killed them from three-point land but the game had absolutely no connection to it there was no symmetry to it there was no texture to the game it was an awful 
all, one of the worst game sevens between two good teams I have ever witnessed. And I've been watching professional basketball on this level for about 54 years. And, and I can't recall a worse, more unsatisfying finish to a seventh game in my life than what I saw yesterday. It was that, That's how bad the game was. And give Boston credit. They, you know, they recovered off that uh, implosion at the end of game five. Tatum, and I said this once before, I'm dead wrong. Uh, he is a top 10 player. He had 46 in game five. He was a major factor yesterday. Played great in the game. So did Grant Williams. So we understand that. It was a wonderful performance by the Celtics. They showed results. I think they're going to beat Miami. And I think a Boston-Golden State final, if you can deal with the three-point shooting will be a very good final and I think that's what you're going to get will be a very very good final um but the quality of the game yesterday was beyond abysmal. Now, I don't expect the broadcasters, the folks who are involved with the pregame and the halftime, they're not going to say that because there's an element of let's sell the sport to our audience when you do those kind of jobs, but I can say it. And that was literally unwatchable. It was sloppy. It was not greatly officiated. And I can't sit there and watch teams hoist threes, 88. 80, 80. I mean, think about it. It's a 48-minute game, and they shot 88 threes. So essentially, just about, it was two threes every minute. I can't watch it. And I certainly can't watch the night game. And I'll tell you something right now. I don't want to hear another word on this show or anywhere about Chris Paul. That is it. Uh, that That is finished, okay? Kaput, done. It's finished. The idea that we put Chris Paul in the top five in the history of the NBA at that position is incredibly insulting to anybody who has seen Magic, seen Isaiah. You ever see Isaiah play a game like that in a big spot? Have one point at the half and the guy that he's guarding scores 27? I mean, uh, in a game seven in his building? I never saw it, and I've been watching NBA playoff basketball since the late 60s. How about Clyde Frazier, uh, his game seven against Wes Baylor and, and, and Wilt? 36 points, 19 rebounds, and 12, uh, 19 assists and 12 rebounds. Did Chris Paul do that? He had one point at the half. I mean, that was as bad a performance in a big spot I have ever seen. And and I and you know and he wasn't good in Game Six either, from what everybody told me. But enough of Chris Paul. Yes, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, nobody's going to dispute that he's a Hall of Famer. But to put him up there with the icons when he's played in one final, a final in which his team lost the last four games. I, I that I can't listen to. And Phoenix, who I was not high on to begin with, I though I. Did think they win this series. I, I was as surprised as anybody in Game 7. Uh, but Phoenix's performance in big spots, and, you know, listen, I love Monty Williams too, but Monty Williams got completely outcoached by Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd's got Donkic, who's an all-timer, and he's got a bunch of role guys, and Monty Williams has two Hall of Famers in his backcourt, and he gets killed by 40, 50 points in a Game 7 in his building? Really? I mean, that is, I mean, that's, that's pathetic. I mean, there's nothing else to say. I mean, uh, and I love Monty Williams. He got railroaded out of New Orleans. We all know the tragedy personally. Nobody's going to sit there and not like Monty. He was in New York, so, but he got completely, uh, a kid that stood it in. I mean, they were tight, the Suns. They got bad shots. Awful. It was unwatchable. And I'll tell you something right now. Uh, you want to talk about? Uh, I'll tell you who we're going to be. I'll tell you who we are going to be putting up there uh, in uh, ten years. The top all five type point guards in the history of the league, Donkic. That's who we are going to be putting up there. I mean, that guy. He is an assassin, and that's what I want my point guards to be. I mean, he he knows he's better than you, and he lets you know about it, and he loves to beat you. He's an assassin. He loves ripping your heart out and and spitting on it. That's what I want my basketball players to do in big spots. I want them to rip their grandmother's arm off. That's what I want. And he does that. He does that. 
No messing around. He destroyed Phoenix. And, and what, what, Spencer Dinwiddie is that big a deal? He destroyed him. He didn't beat Phoenix. He embarrassed him. He laughed in their face in that building. In their face. Face. And I'll tell you right now, if I hear another word on any, I swear, anywhere, I don't care if I hear it on the MLB Network. If I, which I won't, as we break down, uh, you know, the Astros showcase game against the Red Sox today, uh, I will not under any, if I hear another word about Chris Paul and how great he is, I'm going to vomit. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Really, folks? This is what you're going to do. Great players, they, 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 that doesn't happen to the great, great player. I mean, I can't think of I mean, and all right, listen, a great player has won five championships, has a bad series, you can live with it. I mean, Paul's never done anything. He's played in one conference final for the last 18 years. And it wasn't like Wake Forest uh, made the final four. And he's played in a million franchises. A million of them. But it was a very disappointing day in the NBA. Very, and really, it was a disappointing weekend. You know, uh, Morant doesn't play. They lose. Game five was a disaster. Game six, good fourth quarter Warriors. Uh, Harden stinks. They were awful. And by the way, can I say one other thing on that subject? Can we take Daryl Morey out of the Hall of Fame? There's another guy who gets so much credit for such little work. I- I've never seen a general manager get the acclaim that he gets when he's, forget winning a championship, He's never even taken a team to a final. And you would think that he is essentially a combination of Red Auerbach and Pat Raleigh. He has, I mean, isn't the idea to win? Isn't that the idea? Isn't the idea to take your franchise, put the necessary pieces together, and go out there and, and, and have a chance to win some championships? I mean, he's built his whole franchise, his whole career on James Harden. Does that look good now? But I was hopeful for, listen, I was hopeful for a huge weekend in the NBA, maybe four games, six game sevens. I thought maybe Philadelphia would show up. Who knew on Memphis? I thought maybe we'd get lucky. We only got two and both games. You know what you would have been better off doing? Mets Mariners in the afternoon yesterday, which was a classic finish. And Stick Rangers Pittsburgh. Unwatchable basketball. Call it like we see it. And one thing, I, I like Colin, but one thing for Kevin Holland, and I must say, when Paul scores his first basket in the fourth quarter and they're down 50, you can't make it seem like it's a game seven winner. Hey, Chris Paul, the game is over, son. It's over. So was that argument. Over. 15 after the hour. Just getting warmed up on a Monday show back after this. This dog still has some bite left. If they did a little work and picked up the phone and called somebody, they might know. Call 888-MAD-DOG-6. That's 888-623-3646. It's Mad Dog Unleashed on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Sirius XM 82. Mad Dog.